0: Welcome, Informed Foodie. This is Di Wilkinson, nutritionist, and today I wanted to talk about some of the labeling surrounding GMOs, genetically modified organisms. Sometimes when we think of a modified organism, we might think of cloning for specific traits. Maybe you think of a monster food or a foreign genetic code that you might be ingesting and jeopardizing your health. Genetically modified organisms, which means genetic engineering that can occur in plants or animals, is a different form of biotechnology. Biotechnology is using a living organism or parts of one to make or modify a product to improve plants or animals and even microorganisms for specific use. So for example, biotechnology has been used with bacteria. If you've had a hepatitis vaccination, you've been vaccinated with a genetically modified organism. Bacteria can be altered to produce antibiotics, and this has been going on for decades. GMOs specifically use DNA technology to alter the genetic composition of microorganisms, plants, and animals. So what they're doing is identifying a specific gene they would really like to use. They're isolating it, manipulating it, so that it will re-express in the new host. One of the best examples I can think of is golden rice. This was developed a couple of decades ago when someone noted that about a half a million children in Africa and in other third world countries were visually impaired or blind. Vitamin A is really essential to develop those visual cones inside of your eyeballs and the soils in these regions were depleted. We call it marginal soil and vitamin A wasn't available in that average diet. There were some scientists that spliced two genes one from a daffodil, and the other one from a rice bacterium into a white rice DNA code. And this provided beta-carotene, which is used in the body as vitamin A, to repair eyesight and also to boost immunological response. Probably the first genetic modified was a genetically modified tomato, and this occurred in 1994. Currently, over 90% of the soybeans, cotton, corn, canola, and canola oil, and sugar beets, have genetically modified material in them. Over 50% of that corn soybean products are put into animal feed. Several more examples of GMOs we use are to prevent browning in potatoes and apples. You can also delay ripening in certain produce. For example, bananas, rather than gassing them, can now carry a gene that allows them to be transported, not bruised or damaged, and ripen at just the right time. Resveratrol is a chemical that lowers bad cholesterol, raises good cholesterol, and is naturally found in grapes. That gene has been spliced and added into red leaf lettuce. There's also aqua-advantaged salmon that have been genetically modified to grow a lot faster, and this is a farmed salmon in the Atlantic Ocean. Right now, there's no regulations on clones, which may or may not be defined as genetically modified organisms, nor is there any labeling that involves the percent of GMOs inside of a product. This makes it very different than the organic labeling that must be 100% organic or could be 95% organic or 70. Some of the great advantages of having a GMO is that we can produce crops that are drought resistant. So in many of these other areas where water is an issue, these crops can thrive with much less water and still produce nutritious crops. Crops can be grown in salty soil, marginal soil, this will prevent farmers from staking out more farmland and rich rainforest soil so that we can preserve those forests for the benefits that they give us. You can increase the nutritional quality of a GMO by adding vitamin A for example, resveratrol, or decreasing the ripening. Nutrients tend to break down as food does ripen. You're going to have a higher yield at your crops, higher productivity, higher food quality, and you can have natural pest control. There's been a gene spliced into corn that targets the corn boring beetle, but no other pests. So it decreases the amount of pesticides that are used, which also keeps the water table cleaner. There are GMOs that can prevent weed growth without any herbicide being used. So again, keeping the water runoff and water table clean and both of these products are dangerous for farmers and anyone else working in the fields. By not using pesticides and herbicides, You can also increase the life quality local wildlife or birds that happen to be in the fields at times. One of the biggest concerns is that we're ingesting GMO or Frankenstein foods and usually the processing, refinement, or the digestion of the animal reduces any DNA and humans are not ingesting an altered organism. Some of the negative effects of a genetically modified organism is that it can increase in an allergic reaction. Some of these foods produce a protein that can trigger an allergic response. For example, soy is very common. We also need to watch out for plants that are growing very well in marginal soil if that plant is ever introduced by the wind, by a bird, or the farmer into extremely rich rainforest soil that the plant could easily grow out of bounds. This would jeopardize the indigenous plant growth and these super plants can crossbreed or have a wild relative that could be quite dominating. A super animal, for example, the salmon, if it was to escape the farming pens in the Atlantic Ocean, one would wonder what could occur with that genetic code as the salmons grow and reproduce. When we're thinking about the economic balance of plants and animals, we want to ensure the safety of all organisms on our plants because everything is in a very fine balance. In order to be certain that the pests exposed to the GMO plants don't adapt to that genetic code, a lot of the farmers will plant a sacrifice crop that is not genetically modified in any way for the pest to continue to fill up and eat and survive. Anytime that you're taking genetic code and splicing it into another organism, you can't be 100 percent sure of what chromosome those might land on and exactly what you are going to be producing. So the EPA, FDA and the USDA are all overseeing the biotechnology and development of genetic engineering in our food supply. The EPA is really concerned about the effect on all animals involved, the other pests, anything that goes into feed, anything that humans will be eating, and it requires the GMO food that's given to animals must actually be safe for human consumption, even though humans are not consuming the animal feed. The FDA oversees quality and assurance and safety of food products that people ingest. So the FDA is going to oversee the GMO industry to be certain that the food is indeed safe for consumption, that cross-splicing the DNA genes is not producing a completely foreign and dangerous organism for us to consume. The FDA is also making sure that the quality of the product is not being compromised. If you're getting all of your nutrients out of that banana, It's going to be certain that any GMO technology won't deteriorate the nutrition that we get from bananas naturally. The USDA is concerned mostly about the labeling. In 2016, they did require producers to identify and alert the consumer when there were parts of the product that had undergone genetic engineering. They also stated that by 2022, any product with a GMO must be labeled. However, the labeling is going to change to bioengineered. So there will be a bioengineered circle label on all food products. It really rolled out this year, 2020, and by 2022, you can be assured any product that's undergone any DNA manipulation is going to have that bioengineered label on it. Just remember that any altered DNA from meat, milk, eggs, and processed products that we ingest will not carry on to our digestive system. The digestion of the animal itself or processing and factory and refinement usually destroy that type of DNA, and you can be assured you won't be eating monster food. I still think that biotechnology in a modified organism can really continue to be beneficial for the world as we continue to try to feed it, as we watch the balance of water, the balance of our rainforests, and the nutrition that's needed globally. Human insulin is all generated from modified organisms. A lot of textiles that we wear have modified organisms, and many medicines do as well. Plant cross-breeding has been around for almost a century. We are ingesting genetically modified organisms probably every single day. There are even harmless bacteria that are on the outside of different foods that you eat that are not intentionally put on the food that have probably been genetically modified. I don't have any concerns about eating modified organisms, about using biotechnology for the human advantage, or for the genetic engineering that is making progress in medicines that can save lives. So as this labeling comes to fruition, you can decide for yourself if you want to avoid genetically modified organisms or watch where this industry continues to move as it becomes a category of bioengineered food. Thank you so much for listening to me today, and we'll chat again next week.